Hello, hello, everybody. Hello, Heather. How's it going today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. We have another fun episode. And this episode was created in response to a request from one of our loyal Building Resilience podcast listeners. We love getting requests. So be sure to reach out if there's a topic you want to hear or learn more about. We would love to hear from you. So have you ever heard of the term anti-fragile or anti-fragile? How do you even say it? Anti or anti? Fragile free. Well, I I actually had not heard about it until I listened to a podcast um, by the Life Coach School a while back. Um, and it was first introduced in a book that was titled Anti-Fragile uh, by Nassim Nicholas Taleb. So... I'll give you a few examples that will introduce the concept. What do Michael Jordan, J.K. Rowling, Stephen King, and Oprah have in common? I feel like I'm telling a joke. <laughs> That's right. They're all famous. Well, let's, let's go through some things. Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team. But it's true. That's crazy. It is, but 31 times? That's insane. Well, Oprah was fired from her first TV job as an anchor in Baltimore because she got too emotionally invested in her stories. So you may be wondering what the common thread is. Yes, they all are famous. They all ended up being very successful. But the common thread is actually the concept anti-fragility. And it was a superpower for these celebrities. So this concept brings us right back to learning to walk or to ride a bike. If you remember that, Heather, do you remember either? I don't remember learning how to walk, (laughs) but I do remember learning how to ride a bike. And I remember teaching my boys how to ride a bike too. And the truth is, is you're going to fall. But the more that you fall or the more that you fail, the stronger you get. So we're anti-fragile when it comes to something like walking. So it's not like we say, oh no, don't fall. You have to fail or fall to learn how to walk. 
So it's not like parents intervene and break down the steps involved in walking for their child. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, but it really is just trial and error. Like the parent doesn't condemn the child for losing balance or falling. They actually expect the child. Like, of course we expect the child that first they're going to stand up, they're going to be a little shaky and they're automatically going to fall. They simply notice that they fall and then they encourage them. And they give them some like words and they, they try to, um, you know, come closer to me and use language that really allows the child to feel supported. So not only do children learn to walk, but a byproduct of learning how to walk is that they gain confidence in this very natural process of learning. So then they're more inclined to learn new skills in the future. Right. That's the next one. You learn to walk and next you got to learn to ride a bike. Yeah, and I love that example, Heather, learning to do something intellectually. I was just talking to a client the other day, and we were talking about how um, learning how to snowboard. Like, you can watch YouTube videos, and there are some amazing... Yeah, it looks so easy. And you can watch and you could come up with some great techniques and great tips, but you will never know how to snowboard unless you get up on that hill and you do it and you fall flat on your face over and over, flat on your butt, whichever direction you're going to fall over and over and over again. That is part of the learning. We have to do the learning. So those are some examples um, that we have of being anti-fragile and their developmental examples. Um, but I want you to imagine a continuum with anti-fragile on the far right extreme. And on the other end of the continuum is the opposite, which is really fragility, which means exactly what it sounds like, like being fragile, being weak, being highly sensitive or tender, or easily offended or hurt. And you end up avoiding any kind of risk or mistake, any kind of falling down, because you will break when things will happen. And I also think that sometimes we label people, because I've done this with my, myself, where I'll be like, oh, that person's too fragile. And, you know, we have to walk around on tippy toes and oh, be careful. And I've often even censored my own kids and saying like, oh, don't say that. Like the person is too fragile for that. And I, I've never really thought, I've, I've sort of thought of it as like, well, I'm, I'm doing a service. I'm doing them a favor by tippy-toeing around them and, and allowing them to be fragile. And I know they're easily offended, so I'll be careful what I say. But I didn't really realize 
that the opposite can be true, that I'm actually doing them a disservice. I'm not allowing them to practice the skills that they need to develop to become anti-fragile. No, 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 don't do that, Heather. Come on, tell us how the story ends. <laughs> And, you know, I can see Glennon's point in being that protective mother. We want to protect our kids um, from obstacles and challenges, and we want to, you know, try to soften the blow. Life often gives kids a lot of blows, so why set them up for things that we might think they're going to fail at? Um, but the opposite is also true, right? Like what Abby is saying, like, yeah, what if she doesn't fail? What if this ends up being exactly what she she needs and it's going to make her? That's awesome. Well, in between the fragile and the anti-fragile lives robust. And this means that you can stand up to challenges and mistakes and failures when they happen. You can face it. You can withstand it. But unlike anti-fragility, you don't necessarily gain power and strength because of them. So another great example of being anti-fragile is working out of the gym. So your muscles are anti-fragile, which means the more resistance you put on them, the more they break down, the stronger that they get. If you are fragile, you are constantly afraid of failure. So you're unwilling to take a risk, which only reinforces your fragility. It makes you weaker because you're not stressing the muscles and making them stronger. They're literally atrophying. And it's interesting because I think like robust is not necessarily a bad thing. Like you're going to the gym, you're showing up, you're doing the same thing, but it's not going to push you to get 
into that zone where you're going to develop the strength. So it's not like robust is a terrible place to be, but it is to be aware, like, am I getting used to doing the same thing over and over and over again because I don't want to push myself into that uncomfortable, unfamiliar zone where I can... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the consequence of living in fragile mode is that you're not rising to your highest potential out of fear of uncertainty and failure and humiliation. So it becomes a very safe place to live in a cave where you're very protected. So I want to offer, what if we embraced anti-fragility? What would this look like? And we got a few different things that you can consider. If we were to embrace uncertainty and change and chaos in life, and this is embrace it rather than hide from it or try to fix it or avoid it, which is what we would do if we're fragile, or even like stand up to it, which is what we would do if we were robust, what would happen? Well, we would likely use it to become the strongest, most powerful versions of ourselves. And the pandemic is evidence that we never had certainty or control over what happens externally anyway. So choosing to resist or avoid it is actually quite futile. Yeah, that is awesome because we all have dreams that we want to chase, but often we're scared of going after them. So imagine if we looked at these challenges and goals and problems as not just, oh, they're inconveniences, but like, awesome, here it is. I'm going to go after this because this is how I'm going to achieve my dreams. It's a whole different approach to take. Now, a third thing that you can do um, when you're becoming anti-fragile or if you want to work on being more anti-fragile is you open up to unpleasant emotions. So emotions like humiliation and failure and shame because you understand that the worst thing that can happen as a consequence of failure is just a feeling. But you also understand a feeling is just a vibration in your body and it's not going to kill you. So think of your worst fear. And for many people, Heather, it's public speaking. I know that public speaking is something that is really hard for you. And it's amazing because here you are doing a podcast. <laughs> what is what is more, more about public speaking than doing a pop podcast on a weekly basis? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, if you can imagine Jerry Seinfeld, three minutes into a stand-up act, he was booed off the stage when he was younger. How humiliating would that be? To be so open and exposed, this would be like your worst nightmare, Heather. (laughs) 
and if he were fragile, he he would have quit. And if you were, you totally would have, you're fragile with this. Um, if you were robust, he might've tried again someday. And in reality though, what happened is he didn't quit. He didn't wait to get back on stage. Instead, he embraced the vulnerability. It took for him to get back on stage, fully aware that it was possible people were going to reject him again. And rejection, remember, it really does mean death to our primitive brain because in hunting and gathering times, it meant you would be kicked out of the tribe and your survival would be threatened. So if you can overcome the feelings associated with vulnerability and fear and emotional exposure, you will naturally build strength, fearlessness, and confidence. You would be unstoppable if you opened up to all unpleasant emotions and actually sort of chase them down. You'd be unstoppable. Right. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. That's right. So remember, we cannot always control our circumstances, but we can control everything else, which include our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors. So if you are willing to embrace anti-fragility, the risks and the struggles and the failures, the unpleasant emotions that surface along the way and use it as a launching pad to develop a stronger version of you, you will become unstoppable. Isn't that an amazing thing to imagine? That's right. We are going to be doing some live podcasts that Heather is going to be leading on stage in front of thousands of people. (laughs) That will be fun to do. So that's what we have for you today. Anti-fragile. You know, ask yourself the question, where do you fall in that continuum? Fragile? Anti-fragile? Robust? Where do you fall in the continuum and where do you want to be? Because like everything else, it really is a skill that you can learn. It's all about what we tell ourselves. It's all about our mindset. We can go after and become unstoppable if we are willing to embrace anti-fragility. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day.